Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. What is up, my friends? You are very welcome along to tonight's show. Obviously, we're a little bit early tonight. We're starting at half past six. So, uh, yeah, appreciate you guys being in with us. Apologies for that little pause there. I just wanted to check and make sure that I was coming through on OBS, which I was. So, uh, appreciate you guys being in with us. We've a lot to get through over the next 45, 50 minutes or so. So, pleasure to be here with you. Uh, just a heads up as well, I will be live over on top of the league for a watch along at tonight's game between Spurs and Chelsea. So, I very much hope you can come across and join me for that one. So, we good. I hope we all had a good Sunday evening, or as good as can be after that result yesterday. It's uh, I won't lie, it's stuck in my throat a little bit. You you don't expect to drop points going away, so gone away to, to Luton, I should say. No disrespect to them, but Liverpool should be looking to take care of business there. Uh, what was the news? I'm only just started, dude. Chill. The, the news we haven't even gone through yet, so don't worry about that one. Uh, we will be talking tonight about Florian Verts. We'll be speaking about tragedy chanting a little bit, of course. We'll be giving you guys the latest on Liverpool and Andre and a few other bits and pieces along the way. Verts, no more attacking midfields. We need a six. Well, that shows how much you know about Florian Verts, mate, because he's been playing as a winger. So... I think he can drop the attacking midfielder and look at him as a winger, which is where Liverpool would be looking at him for. Um, I love that people always come in and, and they're just negative. Straight off the bat, negative, 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 negative. Allow me to explain the stories and give you the input. And then if you still want to be negative about it, absolutely. But, but give a man a chance. Is the ginger still in my throat? Oh, I don't even want to tell you the... Uh, the grumblings in my tummy last night after drinking that ginger shot, mate. Ooh, it wasn't great. I mean, it, it wasn't even nice, to be fair. It was horrible. Uh, why Florian Verts? We signed Andre. We haven't Sobosline Maka again. I will explain. But he's been looked at as a winger, not as an attacking midfielder, as a winger. So think of him as a Mohamed Salah replacement, potentially. Uh, Colin, how are we, dude? Said, hello, honey bun. Ooh, hello, soldier. Uh, happy to be with you here today. Enjoy the hotel last night. I'm back in it tonight again. I'm only home for a few hours, mate, to do work. And then I'm back to the hotel tonight. And then I'll be back home properly tomorrow. So, um, I, I, did I enjoy it? I don't enjoy being away from my family, dude. But it was better than being woken up by the sound of drilling. So, from that regards, I'll take it. Uh, the player showed good signs after the game yesterday and he said, love you. Thank you, Colin. You're very kind. Elisa then cabbage. I've never eaten cabbage, Isa. My wife loves it. but So we have an agreement in the house. I don't make her make me custard because she, she can't eat custard. She gags. And I don't allow cabbage to be cooked in the house because it stinks and it lingers and it hangs around and it's rotten. I'm sure it probably tastes nice, but it doesn't smell nice. It smells like somebody's boiling socks. Right, you have 10 chins. Yes, I do. All of them. All 10 of them, mate. Uh, would you like one of them? I have a few going spare. And yeah, I do. I have more chins than the Chinese phone book, me, mate. But what's your point? I also have 225,000 subscribers, employ three people, have thousands of people tuning in each week and millions of people each month to come talk about my 10 chins. Is there a point? I'm fat. Brilliant. It's not breaking news to me, mate. See, here's the thing, though. I can stop being fat, but you'll always be a prick. See how this works? 
I'm aware, mate. I'm fine. And I don't actually have that many chins, to be fair. Like, if you look at it, I don't really have a double chin. So your point is kind of mute in itself. But then again, most of you morons aren't really that clever when you come to try and troll. As the old saying goes, if you're going to take a shot at the king, you best not miss. And you, my friend, well, you've shit the bed. Uh, we need to back these players and keep our heads up. Not a great result, but we have to see a reaction. Of course, we've got to back the players. And of course, yesterday was frustrating. But I thought Andre's going to Arsenal. I don't know where the fuck he thought that, mate. Um, I don't know where you get your news from. But there's not been anyone that I'm aware of that said Andre's going to Arsenal. Um, Andre is of interest to Arsenal. Absolutely. He's of interest to Fulham as well. But uh, the, the smart money is on Andre coming to Liverpool. And that's where we'll start tonight. Actually, no, we won't. We'll start with the statement from the FA. Let's go with that one. So the FA put out a statement earlier on today and they said, We are aware of tragedy chanting during yesterday's Premier League fixture between Liverpool, Luton Town, and we are seeking observations from Luton and further detail from the police. We strongly condemn chanting of this nature and will continue to work closely with our stakeholders across the game including the clubs, leagues, fan groups and relevant authorities to proactively address this issue. And I hope that they do because look it is small sections of fan bases there are many good fine people that go to football games but unfortunately they get drowned out by the assholes they get drowned out by the people that were singing about Hillsborough by the people that were singing about Luis Diaz's father which is one that really... I only found out about late last night about that chant. I mean, we don't need it in our sport, do we? Let's be honest. So hopefully the FA do start to... And the Premier League start to clamp down on this. And we see... Um, we see bans and fines and season tickets being revoked from people. Because there's no place in our sport for it. And look, I, I equally condemn any Liverpool fans who have ever sang any of these chants about Munich or anything like that. Just be a good human being. It, it doesn't take much. I know when you're in a group environment and a tribal environment that sometimes these things work in groups and there's group mentality. Just somebody needs to be better and stand up and call this stuff out inside these little groups because it's not clever, it's not funny, it's just cheap and it's pathetic. Nobody wants their loved ones to go to a football game and not come home. That is the minimum we should, we should hope for in these situations that all of our loved ones come home safe and well. So look, what do we start off with? Let's start off with Andre then. Um, so Liverpool sent representatives over to the Copa Libertadores last night, according to reports coming out of, of Brazil. Um, they say that Liverpool were impressed with the performance and also that Fluminense are going to ask for a fee of about um, 30 million quid for Fluminense's Andre. Um I think that's to be expected. I think that's what we all spoke about previously. They also say they expect interest from Fulham and Arsenal, which we've spoken to you guys about before. If, let's say, for instance, they lose... Um, Arsenal lose Thomas Partey, they might need another defensive midfielder. If Fulham lose Paulinha, they might need another midfielder. But I think we have the ace up our sleeve here because we've been doing the groundwork. We've been working hard on this behind the scenes we've also been very respectful of course of Fluminense and you can see an easy fit for him into our squad we badly 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 need a defensive midfielder I was looking at Carragher last night again in his analysis after the game and he was saying the same as most of us feel we need a versatile defender and a, uh, a defensive midfielder and then we're really, really well set for a title charge. Um, more stuff on this as well. Fabrizio Romano has been speaking about it. And he said Andre remains on the uh, list for Liverpool. But they aren't the only club who are interested in signing him. So what do you guys think about it? What have you, if you watched the Copa Libertadores final, I'm sure you wouldn't have been but impressed with Andre's performance. Fluminense beaten Boca by two goals to one in extra time. Uh, that's the first time in Fluminense's history that they've lifted the Copa Libertadores, so huge night for them. Uh, somebody in the chat says, no Spotify podcast. I don't know what the fuck you want me to do about that, mate. I don't take care of that, in all honesty. Uh, if there's no Spotify podcast, that's because Connor has been busy and... Um, I, I thought to be honest with you, mate, I didn't even know we put the content up on Spotify. I'm not even joking when I say that. So, uh, yeah, we've been incredibly busy at the minute. We've been incredibly busy over the last few weeks dealing with um the ramblings of some little idiot over in Manchester. 
Um, who, by the way, I, I, I did see what's going on today with regards to um, the United stand, Marcus Rashford and whatnot. Not a great look. Um, yeah, not a great look. I don't really know what else to say to it. Um, yeah, maybe those chickens are coming home to roost. I think we should sign too many. I don't think that would be an unpopular opinion. It's just an unrealistic opinion, mate. Um, Real Madrid have given no indication that they want to sell early and too many. We tried. I'm sure you're aware of that. We tried before you went to Real Madrid. And look, Camavinga is probably the more established player there at the minute. But I just don't see a world that Liverpool... Um, I just don't see a world that Liverpool go back in from where that Real Madrid are willing. But look, we'd all take him. He's a good player. What happened with Rashford? Did you not... Okay, so... I'm not on x or twitter or whatever the hell it's called now but i got sent a screenshot uh, and the screenshot read as follows let me just read it out to you so there was a post that the united stand put up uh, about one of their videos and underneath the post there was a reply from marcus rashford and that reply said where is it gone please stop spreading malicious rumors I guess the, the video in question, the title of it was Rashford Future in Doubt. And uh, yeah, Rashford responded with, please stop spreading malicious rumours. Uh, as the day went on, I see that the... Um, the uh, I'm struggling to use the words I want to use here. Let me just say this. Whoever is in charge of the public relations or whoever's in charge of strategy at that outlet needs to be sacked because this just got from bad to worse as the day went on whoever is the crisis management guru over there needs a head examined because a five-year-old could have come up with a better strategy than they did they've in fact doubled down on it and started complaining about talk sport now as well why aren't people calling out talk sport for this stuff i don't know what to say to you but um be better i guess not really my place to talk about it because there's nothing to do with me really i'm just a guy over here smirking very satisfied looking at the shit show over there um start to crumble couldn't happen to a nicer bunch of people i think we should sign hincapie look do you know what on hincapie it's gone a little bit quiet um i've said to you guys for a while that i truly I truly don't believe we'll sign a centre-back in January. Um, I think Andre is probably as good as we can hope for in January. But I hope to be wrong, you know. And Hincapié is, is the favourite for us and the favourite for our audience because we did a poll on this. We gave uh, a list of centre-backs and Hincapié won. So I love him, but I don't know how realistic it would be for Bayer Leverkusen to sell them when they're in a title race. And right now, because of the great job Xavi Alonso has done there, Bayer Leverkusen are going head-to-head -head with Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga. So I don't think they're going to weaken anybody or going to want to weaken anybody in January. So I, I don't know is the honest answer. The show is awesome as always, but... Oh, thank you, Mark. I'm a bit all over the place today because, um, as you know, I live in a council house here in Wexford. And the council replaced all the windows and doors in the houses. So they got rid of the wooden windows, put in the PVC ones. So I was in a hotel last night and I'm in a hotel tonight just so I can come back and work here. Because um, I need to get sleep, obviously. So I was in a hotel last night. I'm back here to work for a few hours. And I'm back to the hotel and then I'm back tomorrow. So I'm, I feel a little bit thrown today. It's been a bit of a mad one. I, I have words from... Oh, look, Rory. There's a lot I can't say. I've said this to you for a while. There's a lot I can't say um, about what that little specimen has tried to do to my friends. Um, but I'll bide my time, like I always say. I'll bide my time. Uh, Ezekiel Fernandez is better than Andre. Tell that to uh, the Boca Juniors fans who uh, watched Andre lift the Copa Libertadores, my friend. Look, Ezekiel Fernandez is another name we've been linked with. Um the, by the way, this is just a random question. The two Fernandez brothers that played in midfield for Boca, are they brothers? 
I, I don't know is the honest answer. But um, look, Ezekiel Fernandez is a fine football player and one that we have been linked to. I just think the groundwork has been done for Andre. That's genuinely how I feel. I think, I think, I think he's a good fit. And watching him play in that Copa Libertadores final, I liked it. I like what he brought to the game. I like his intensity, the fire in his belly. I like how he plays the role. Of course, their manager, Fluminense's manager, is a very innovative, um, distinctive style of play, which looks chaotic at times, but there is a rhyme and reason to it. But look, I love Andre. I think he'd be a great fit for us. And at 30 million quid, um, I think that would be tremendous value. So let's say we brought Andre in for £30 million. And obviously we've got Endo, who was about £16.5 million. That's £46.5 million. Quid. And that's about £6.5 million quid more than we got for Fabinho. So, you know, we'd have invested that money pretty well, I would think, with an established uh, 30-year-old DM and then a young up-and-coming Brazilian, uh, 22 years of age. So I wouldn't say no. And I won't say no if it happens. Craig, don't be harsh on Darwin. I haven't been. This this type of stuff is what really gets to me, right? I am probably Darwin's biggest backer. I have never, ever, ever slagged off Darwin. And I never will. I've loved him from day one. I'm frustrated by his misses, the same as anybody else. But I understand it's part of a process. And I know, and I've said this many times, when Darwin puts it together and all these things click... We are going to have an unplayable centre-forward. So trust me, I won't be going in on Darwin and taking cheap shots on him because I love the kid. I think he's brilliant. And this is part of what makes Darwin Darwin. You know, we'll we'll see the worldies from 35 yards and we'll see some ones that leave a scratch in our head. But all in all, the whole package of the player, the product, the personality, I mean, we all love the kid. Liverpool fans will stick behind him. There will be opposition fans, like they've tried to do from day one, out with the knives out, trying to belittle him. But yeah, we do need to stick behind him. You're right. But we also have to be honest and say, you know, we can understand how people are frustrated when you see some misses. You know, we're all we're all humans. We all have emotion. Uh, Craig, you've been one of Darwin's biggest fans. That comment was mad. Absolutely. So, like, I'm open to my own criticism, mate. Curtis Jones, Ryan Gravenberg. Those two I put my hands up, as you've seen. Curtis Jones, I just didn't feel would make that progression. And to be fair, I don't think any of us could have seen that coming from the end of last season when he really started to show what he was at. And Ryan Gravenberg, I said when we were signing him, I'm a little bit nervous about it. I'm not quite sure if it'll work or not. But very quickly, I put my hands up to say, wow, what a player. And I've been singing his praises ever since. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm i okay to be criticised when I say something. But on Darwin, I'm going to stand my ground because I love Darwin and I don't criticise him. Uh, did I miss the vert stuff? No, we haven't talked about it yet, Gino. I am, uh, I'm going to move into it right now, buddy. So, let's have a little chat around Florian Verts because this story... This story really excited me when uh, when I read it earlier on today. So this is coming from Mail Sport, and this tweet which posted is coming from uh, at Deadline Day Live Transfer News Live. I like to credit people. I don't like to just talk about stuff and not let you guys know where it comes from. I like to credit the people for the good work. So Transfer News Live have said Liverpool have entered the race for Florian Verts, but will face competition from Chelsea, Bayern Munich, uh, excuse me, Chelsea and Bayern Munich for the Bayer Leverkusen. Winger, see what I did there? Winger, not attacking midfielder. Winger, uh, and that comes from Mail Sport. Now look, he will cost a pretty penny. I think you're probably looking at eighty million for this kid, um, maybe in euros. So maybe about seventy million pound. Um, but he is legit, and the battles there they've spoken about Bayern Munich and Chelsea. Bayern Munich, I think, are the ones that we should be worried about because sometimes players just want to stay in the league they're comfortable in and move to the big club. And let's be honest, Bayern Munich in Germany is that big club and they usually hoover up the best of German talent and bring them in. Um, and of course, you've got Xavi Alonso, who's the current Bayer Leverkusen coach, who has history uh, with us and, of course, with Bayern. 
doesn't have history with Chelsea. But I would say, if you're him, would Chelsea really be an attractive opposition or attractive proposition for you? Looking at what's happened there at the minute, honestly, I feel like Chelsea can offer the money, perhaps, but they can't offer the stability that Liverpool could offer. Uh, Bayern Munich can offer, of course, the guarantee of titles and of European football at the top level regularly. Uh, and Liverpool can offer a similar thing. So I'd be more worried about Bayern in that situation than I would be about Chelsea. Now, again, this is a new story. So I can't say here categorically and say I can stand over this 100% or not. I'm hoping that we hear from the likes of... Uh, Fabrizio Romano on this David Ornstein James Pearce um, any whoever is your favourite Liverpool journalist whoever you uh, whoever you believe you know once it's just coming out of the mail you know you take it with a pinch of salt but he'd be very good and I know you guys rate him a lot so yeah what would you say would you take him if if we were to lose Mohamed Salah would you uh, would you take Florian Wirtz He's worth every single penny, mate, said Henrik. Um, Fabrizio said one year ago that Man City, Barca and Liverpool were interested. Nice. Um, I don't think Barca could afford him in their current predicament. Manchester City have just brought in Jeremy Doku, so I don't know, would they need him? Um, now, maybe, you know, as I said before, they were looking at uh, Paqueta before he had the issue that he still has to resolve. So I, I don't know, maybe Man City come back to the table. I honestly have no idea. But, you know, we can't compete with them financially. We know that. But I don't know. I'd love them. I've said to you guys before, when they lost Kai Havertz, I remember speaking with Leverkusen fans who were like, yeah, it sucks that we lost Kai Havertz, but we have this kid coming through, Florian Wirtz, that we think will be even better. And um, so far... So far, they're right. Uh, sorry, I'm reading something that Mark sent to me here. It said, The English FA have decided not to sanction Luis Diaz for lifting his shirt. Oh, well, that's fucking big of them, isn't it? The state, the, even the fact that they even had to complicate or contemplate or put that out is nonsense. One, he didn't take his jersey off. And two, he was asking for his father to be freed. If they had even dared... To charge the lad, I would have hoped that every professional footballer in England would have told him to cop on. That's just ridiculous to even contemplate it. Um, I mean, we, weird that we even have to discuss that one. Uh, from what you've seen, Fernandez or Andre? I think Andre would be more suited to us. To the way... And I'm not going to sit here and claim that I've watched book loads of Ezekiel Fernandez. I haven't. But I can say when I've watched Andre, I can see it. I can see where he goes into our team. Like what I said to you guys before, I know it's not a sexy name, but with Bowen, I could see where Bowen goes into our team and exactly how he plays, where he plays, and how we utilise him. So I'm going to answer Andre. Uh, Splitmatic said, this is the first Salah replacement that makes sense to me. Verts would be a good friend material for Sobutzlai, said Cam Vibes. Namaste. Um, look, as I said, I hope it's true. I'm just ringing you the story from the mail. I don't have any information myself that I can say Liverpool are absolutely interested in Florian Verts, but I'm sure over the um over the next couple of weeks and months, if there's truth to this, it'll start to come out. And we will get the credible journalists come. Well, I should say credit credible to us, ones who we hold in high esteem, uh, speaking about it. So unless we get that Paul Joyce tweet, you know that's what we all want. Mbappe on a free. Well, look, you can't really talk about Mbappe unless we know he's not going to Madrid, right? Because let's be honest, we all think Kylian Mbappe ends up at Real Madrid. And until that categorically isn't happening, we can't really put our focus on Mbappe. I did explain the other day how Liverpool's um, being able to afford Mbappe could make sense. I'll explain it again, just in case anybody thinks I'm making this stuff up. Let's say, for instance, 
Liverpool sold Mohamed Salah for a hundred million. So that's a hundred million we have in the kitty for Mohamed Salah. And Rami Abbasisa said that Mohamed Salah earns about a million quid a week all in. Now, you know, that'll be encompassing his Liverpool wages, his image rights, I'm sure, bonuses, and other commercial stuff that we won't know about. So if we've got a hundred million in a kitty and you're used to giving out all in a million quid a week, let's say, and you amortise that over five years. So the 100 million you got for Salah, and you won't get all that money, of course. There will be money in loyalty bonus and stuff like that. But let's say you amortise even 80 million of that over a five-year deal for Kylian Mbappe. So what's that, about 16 million a year, 70 million a year. So that's money you can put into his wages or signing on bonus. And then you have the million quid a week that Mo's already been paid. That's where you can see this two two million quid a week package that could be put together or this one and a half million quid a week package. So it is feasible from that front because there's no transfer fee involved for Kylian Mbappe. Of course, he'd have a signing on bonus and a very healthy wage. But if Nike came on board or there was another commercial partner there, maybe it is affordable. But all of that is insignificant unless he doesn't go to Real Madrid. If he goes to Real Madrid, then it becomes a conversation. Leroy Sané. Um, he's too injury prone. He's 28 soon. And although I don't know him and we don't know him, there's been reports that he can be a little bit temperamental, shall we say. And Liverpool certainly won't want to bring anybody into the squad that might destabilise that. Now, I know some people are going to say, Craig, Mbappe could do that. And I'm well aware of that as well. That would be up to Jürgen to, to sort out, I guess. Um, Andre is too small for CDM. Is that? I'm going to pretend that that's a serious comment. How big is N'Golo Kante? How big was Claude McAlealy? How big is Fabio Mascherano or Javier Mascherano? Not really big people, right? So that nonsense about needing to have a six foot two, thirteen and a half stone brick shit house is just that. If you can read the game and defend well, yeah, aerially, that's an area that we'd have concern on. But there are plenty, you have plenty of top notch defensive midfielders over the years that have been relatively small. Gattuso, another one. You know, you don't have to be huge to play in defensive midfield. You know, there's plenty. N'Golo Kante is not big. Javier Mascherano definitely isn't big. Uh, Verts or Nico Williams? Again, I like Nico Williams of Bilbao. Um, he's a fine young player. Um, I just don't know if we could be able to get him out of Bilbao, you know, because himself and his brother and the family are very much, you know, brought up and embedded in the Bilbao family and the Bilbao system. So I honestly don't know if you could prize Nico Williams away. Uh, slightly different subject, but concerned the Fenway Sports are shortlisted to become significant PGA golf tour investors. We spoke about this, I don't know if it was, I think it was the day before yesterday, Mark. So yeah, like you've said, the uh, FSG are being spoken about as being a kind of a rival to Live Golf or to the Saudi Investment Fund to partner up with the PGA. Um, the article that we read out the other day suggested that their offer to the PGA was even bigger than Live Golf's. And uh, at the moment, the PGA weren't open or listening to other offers, but they may have interest in talking to FSG. FSG also, of course, have an investment in the Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy. Is it TGL? Is that what it's called? Their indoor golf league, which starts next year. And FSG do have a stake in that already. So they kind of uh, have dipped their toes in the golf market already. Craig, could you honestly see Mo going to the Saudi League and give up the Champions League at 31? I honestly don't feel, Moose, that I can give a definitive answer to that because I'm going to try to explain this as honestly as I can. Now, ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Understand that I'm trying to be as uh, respectful and as caring as I can what I'm about to say. I'm not a religious man, so I don't understand or can't really comprehend what it would be like for somebody who is a very devout religious person to move to a country and a league and an environment that is conducive to their way of life and their religion. As a, as a, I was christened a Catholic growing up, I'm not a practicing uh, Catholic, I can't even comprehend, you know, the idea of, let's say going to Rome to play near the Pope. You know, it doesn't mean anything to me. I'm not religiously devout. So I don't know the lore of certain aspects of Mo to Saudi. We can talk about Champions Leagues. We can talk about the footballing context. We can talk about the money. But there are other aspects that I'm just not qualified to talk about. And I don't want to disrespect anybody by misquoting or anything like that. So I can't answer the question. Um, you'd hope from a footballing perspective that he, he still feel like he has some stuff to achieve in Europe. But, you know, I also don't know, let's say as an example, if Mo went to Saudi and got an ungodly amount of money, if he views this as part of his legacy because he wants to, you know, uh, give more money back to... Um, charity causes or to his hometown or to his extended family or if he wants to even I've seen talk that Mo could even get his own club in the Saudi Pro League eventually so there's all these other aspects and things that I can't really comprehend as a a Western Catholic uh, if you get where I'm coming from Uh, hello, Craig and I'm for the Gender Friends. I watch the stream daily, but I can't today as, as I'm feeling down. Uh, enjoy it for me. I'm so sorry you're feeling down, my man. I hope things uh, things get a bit better for you soon. Um, you know, I'm glad you're in here with us, but again, thank you for opening up, mate. I appreciate you um, being vulnerable. It means a lot to us, so you know we hope you feel better soon and don't don't isolate yourself and be alone my man make sure you drop in let us know how you are uh can we have a convert poll on maca next steps yeah we can definitely have a conversation on um on maca i feel like i don't want to say he's been scapegoated colin but i feel like it's a difficult one for him because he's being criticized and rightly so, let's be honest about this, his performances haven't been great, but you have to have context to why those performances haven't been great. If he was playing alongside Dom in the attack and midfield position and his performances weren't great, I think we'd all feel more comfortable talking about that and wondering why. But because he's playing in the number six, it's not his natural position, I think we have to make some allowances for it. But it still doesn't take away from the fact that perspectives and the view on him as a signing are probably a bit more negative than maybe they could or should have been so I feel really awkward about this situation because no part of me believes that Alexis McAllister is not a top level footballer and that we will see better days from Alexis I feel yeah it feels tough this one because it's not his position and I've no doubt when he sat down and signed for Liverpool Football Club and spoke with Jürgen, this wouldn't have been the dream that was pitched to him. I think he's just another player who 
will do for the good of the team. And I think we have to make some allowances for that. Well, the real question here, I feel, is how far away from trusting Watoro is Jürgen? Because we have brought in a DM and he's not getting played. Now, I get that he came from another league and I get that there's a lot of change there, whereas Alexis came from Brighton, same league. But that's where my frustration, is that the right word? Is at the minute, like, why have we signed this guy? He was bigged up to us quite a bit when he came in. His attitude seems top-notch in Watoro, but the manager's not ready to put him in for a meaningful game. You know, we'll play him in the Europa League or in the League Cup, but there, away against Luton, it was Alexis again, no Watoro. So it's tough to feel like the manager really trusts them yet. Um, John Williams said, I'd be a bit pissed with Klopp if I was Alexis. Again, I can understand that thought process, John. I can. Um, but it's also a good thing that he's willing to do for the team. And that's why I think we need to be a little bit more patient with Alexis. Understandably, we're not getting what we need from a DM. But it's not down to the guy. I don't like the criticism he's getting because, you know, he could just say to Jurgen, I'm not playing in defensive midfield. Sort it out. But he hasn't. And I think he needs to get credit for that. But also... You are right on the performances. Uh, can you talk about Salah's ball control? It's horrendous. I mean, there was one time yesterday I criticised his ball control. It was a ball over the top from Trent. I think it was right in the dying part of the game. Mo couldn't control and it went out for a goal kick. But other than that, I, I can't say I have many recollections of Mo having poor ball control. Now, what I do think we need to have a conversation about is the eye test with Mo. I mentioned this in our Discord group last night. So, sometimes statistics in football can surprise us. They can show a player up to be better than we thought, or they can go the opposite way. So, what I think about Mo at the minute is, his statistics seem to be okay, but he's not passing the eye test. And... I'm a bit old school in that way. I love him. And I think by no stretch is he finished. But I'm also struggling to see... A superstar. His take-ons are terrible. His shooting is erratic. His work rate's tremendous. No arguing about that. He cracks back, he defends, he does all that stuff. But... He looks very predictable at the minute. You know, he cuts inside. And when he cuts inside, for me, a lot of the time those shots are blocked. If he goes around the outside, a lot of the time the defender gets the challenge and then it ricochets out for a throw-in. That's the part I'm struggling to get to terms with. So I can see the stats. I can see the numbers. And they tell part of a story. But I don't think they sell all. They tell all the story. And that's where I'm at with Mo. I don't know if you guys agree. I, I You know, I'm giving you my honest opinion. He's not passing the eye test for me at the minute. Would you change the formation? And if yes, into which one? No, no. I think the formation's fine. Um, I just don't think we use enough width, particularly with Mo. Too many times he's playing... In the half space between the 6-yard box and the edge of the 18-yard box, if you drew that space up towards the halfway line, he's in that channel, inside left or inside right, where I'd like to see him using the pitch, making it a bit wider and hugging the touchline, like we see on the opposite side with Lucho. That's something, and I can only assume it's under instruction, but that's something that frustrates me a little bit. Uh, the whole team is showing no hunger at the minute. I mean, I, I I don't think that's true. Look at the fight backs we've had. Look how hard they worked to stay in that game at Spurs. Um, yesterday was an absolute shit show, mate. Who was this? Patro. Yesterday was a shit show. I'm with you. Nobody's saying that was an acceptable performance. It wasn't. But I, I wouldn't say it's because of a lack of hunger. Like yesterday, a few things didn't look right. Sobislai didn't look like himself. 
He looked jaded mentally and physically. Mo, as I mentioned, didn't have a great game. Darwin was missing some opportunities. I think the only player there yesterday that really stood out uh, was Gravenberg. I thought he was brilliant. Uh, Adam said, you keep me going with your story and positivity. No surprise you have 225k top low. Thank you, bud. Look, I'll never understand, Adam, why we've got so many people who've subscribed and that, but um, I have this little phrase I say to my psychologist all the time in life, mate, and it's, why not me? Somebody will be in this position. Somebody will get the pleasure that I have chatting to you guys each day. Why not me? As you said, I think I'm a decent enough human being. I, I consistently try and work hard. And um, I, I try to respect my audience whilst they show respect to us. You know you know me. I go in on people if they're assholes. But thank you. I appreciate that, Adam. And it's because of good people like yourself, mate, that, uh, that I am here. Uh, Salah is selfish and always kicks the ball out. Um, so, I have had times during Mohamed Salah's career at Liverpool I felt he's selfish. At the moment, that's not one of them times. Um, there were times when I felt like he was chasing golden boots. Uh, at the end of seasons in particular, when Sadio and Bobby were around. But I, re I really don't think he is being selfish. I mean, he's, he's laid on a couple of balls down the line for Sobitzlai and Darwin. Um, how do you guys feel Mo's playing at the minute? You know, I've been honest and said to you guys that the numbers might show one thing, but for me, the eye test isn't being passed with them. Jack, you're a very nice man. Jack Bonzer, thank you, buddy. Luton statement on WhatsApp. Thank you very much. Let me just check into this. Is this the one? Right, I'm going to read this statement out to you. Is it a two-parter or a one-parter? Jesus Christ, they really have dragged this one out. I'm going to read you the statement that's come from Luton Town. <coughs> it says, let me just drag this over so I can read it in front of you. Luton Town Football Club is saddened by reports of inappropriate chanting. See, right off the bat, right off the bat, fuck you. Right off the bat. It's not reports. Stop trying to pass the book already in sentence number one. It's not reports. It's a fact. We heard it. It's not reports, mate. There's no third-hand bullshit here. We heard it. So off the bat, it's let's push the blame away a bit, in my opinion, here from Luton. So Luton Town Football Club is saddened by reports of inappropriate chanting towards Liverpool supporters during yesterday's Premier League fixture at Kenilworth Road. The atmosphere inside the stadium was electric for the most part of a pulsating game in which Rob Edwards' side came close to pulling off one of the results of the season. What has that got to do with it? Again, like, who gives a shit about the result or what your players or manager came close to doing? That's not the subject that's being discussed here. Again, it's just more mealy-mouthed words. While we do not wish to dampen the atmosphere at our home ground in any way, again, here comes the excuse-making, we are extremely disappointed that a small number of supporters, not that small though, was it? Wasn't that small, really? Uh, soured the occasion with chants that may be interpreted as FUCK YOU! Fuck you in your statement. Which chance that may be interpreted as being in relation to tragedies. Stick your, stick your fucking statement, Luton. Stick it where the sun don't shine. Nobody's interpreting anything. When people are singing out, where's your da to Lucho? That's got nothing to be interpreted. When people are talking about always the victims, we know what it's about. This is an absolute shit show. The club condemns any kind of chanting that knowingly seeks to divide and our safety and security team launch an internal investigation at the earliest opportunity. What has quickly become evident is that a number of people may have taken part. May have! Again! It's this language of excuse making. This is not a harsh statement. This is not a condemning we will root out this cancer from our football club and they will be languished and thrown away and their season tickets ripped up. It is more passive bullshit. Without knowledge that the words used were in... Oh, so ignorance now. It's, it's ignorance now. Is it? Oh, they didn't know. Oh, didums. They didn't know. They did know. They did know. And if they didn't know, ignorance isn't an excuse. 
I can't go out and start spouting racist rhetoric outside and then go, I didn't know. I didn't know. It's your job to know. If you're going to sing stuff, if words are going to come out of your face, if you're going to demean dead people and their families, you don't get to hide behind. I didn't know. We see the roots persuading supporters not to repeat these chants in future uh, is through communication education. It's through banning. It's through actions. It's through fines. On a daily basis, we are reviewing CCTV and media footage from the match and we will speak to witnesses to identify individuals who may, again with the may, we heard it, Luton. Individual, there's no may have done it. It was done. Let's own that fact first, please. If anybody has any information and video evidence that will support the investigation, please email blah, blah, blah. Uh, the eyes of the world are upon us in the Premier League, which you're all learning quickly to adapt to. And we have reminded our supporters that you are ambassadors of the club. It is your responsibility to behave accordingly to the rules of the ground. This includes understanding the songs that cannot be sung in line with the Love Football Protect the Game. Uh, on behalf of Luton Town, we would like to wholeheartedly apologise to anybody offended by the chants heard during yesterday's match and will continue to work with supporters groups to educate fans on chants. You can stick it, Luton, because that is pathetic. That is yet again excuse-making. That is yet again just vague rhetoric bullshit. Action. Action. Bans. Stadium removals. Bye-bye season tickets. That's what needs to happen. Not this... There may have been, we're aware of, there's reports of, own it. Some of your fans acted like scumbags. Own it and find them and remove them and yes, educate them. But that statement is pathetic. Just like those fans. Pathetic. I mean, that's just ridiculous. That's what they come out with. That. Come on now. Isn't it very funny how quickly these homophobic chants aimed towards Chelsea supporters, players and fans was stamped out? And rightly so. But isn't it ironic how quickly the FA could make that happen with their action and their campaigns? But yet again... It always feels like Scousers, Hillsborough survivors, Liverpool football club fans, you're made to feel like a pest. You're made to feel like a nuisance for wanting human dignity and respect. So the time for talking and educating and all that shit is over. Action. Stop it. And yes, this extends to any fan from my club or any club. I would disown any Liverpool fan speaking about Munich or the Bradford City fire or any other disaster or tragedy. At the end of the day, people go to games of football because they love the sport and they should have every right to be safe there and return home to their families and loved ones safe. And if people try to hype this ignorance, this bullshit of, the, oh, we didn't know what it relates to. They always the victims. We didn't know what it relates to. Well, that's not everybody else's problem. If you're singing this, you should know what the words are about. If you're letting this song come out of your mouth, you should know what it's about. I couldn't go into the stands next week and start singing racist songs and then profess to claim ignorance to not know that they were racist. The burden is on me to know that. The burden is on the people singing these songs to know what it is they're speaking and singing about. Ignorance is not an excuse. And this isn't a new subject. This is something that's been doing the rounds for years and has been well publicised and people know damn well what the singing of Always the Victims means. So I'm sorry, that's nonsense. Uh, John Williams said, Adapt, yeah, I'm adapting my sadomasochism this week. Um... Lucho didn't deserve that. Anybody who mocks Lucho deserves to be never in a football ground again. So I only found out about the Lucho thing late last night when I was reading The Athletic and I was reading an article and then I went into the comment section and there was first-hand accounts of people who were at the game. Uh, incredibly sad. And look, we, we all pray and hope that Lucho and his family are reunited soon. 
you know, and the bravery that that man showed yesterday to play, to score, to help Liverpool Football Club, and of course to highlight and publicise that he wants his dad to be returned home, and that is, of course, what we all hope for. Right, another one that I want your help on. So this comes from Sport Witness, who, if I'm not mistaken, are a Spanish outlet, I think. Open to being corrected on that. Um, so this post, and this comes from Josh LFC 1909 again, want to credit people for the good work, and Josh is a very good account. So Liverpool, along with Chelsea and Newcastle, are interested in signing Real Betis winger Asan Diao. Um, oh, look, lads, he's 18. I, I'm not going to pretend I know anything about the kid. I don't. Um, anybody watch them? I, I know there's regular viewers of La Liga in our chat. But uh, I really just, I don't know what about the kid. And at 18 years of age, you know, is he one for the here and now or is he one for a few years down the line? Uh, watching on a slight delay, that's double speak. Are we talking about the Luton statement, Paul? Oh, honestly, mate, I'm fuming with that Luton statement. Absolutely fuming. It's it's pathetic. It's so... It's so wishy-washy and mealy-mouthed and vague Alfonso Davies rumours I've not seen them mate I've I've seen a couple of people in our chat mention Alfonso Davies but I've not seen any um, links myself you know I I might be just looking in the wrong newspapers or whatever but I've, uh, I've not seen them so the good news, by the way, in, in a few minutes' time, I will be going over to watch along on top of the league of uh, Chelsea's trip to Spurs tonight. So I hope you can come across and join me for that one. Uh, should be a belter of a game. I'll be going over there in about five minutes' time. You can subscribe to Top of the League by clicking the link at the top of the chat there. That will take you to the stream, or you can scan the QR code. Right. Uh, Endo thoughts said WR9. Yeah, Endo's a difficult one because... It doesn't really matter what I say, mate, or what you say, or, you know, how much we might want them to start. Ultimately, what we're seeing at the moment is that it doesn't seem like Kloppo feels he's there yet or ready to play in the big games. You know, we've seen him in the Europa League, we've seen him in the League Cup, uh, and he hasn't let us down. But, you know, it's hard for me to sit here and go, he should be starting knowing that the gaffer, for whatever reason, at the moment, seemingly doesn't feel like he's ready because he hasn't used them in the big games. He, you know, away at Luton, could he have started them? Probably. Um, but he, he's chosen not to. And whilst he continues to do that, it's hard for us to have belief as fans, right? Because, you know, it's tell us to get behind him, fair enough, but we can't get behind him if he's not playing. Who will play against Brentford then? It has to be Endo, doesn't it? I mean, the only other option I can really see, it, and it would be, again, not ideal, is sticking Gravenberg back there in the six. Again, it wouldn't be ideal, but if he doesn't go with Endo, that's... I mean, we've seen him use Curtis there before, and no thank you. You know, Curtis Jones is an attacking midfielder or, you know, a wide left player. So, yeah, look, it's going to be either Gravenberg or, or Endo, probably. I feel like... I feel like it's a good opportunity for him to give Endo a run out. It's at home as well, so. Uh, Hashim said, I can't stand seeing Maka in the number six. We need to start playing Endo there consistently. I mean, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you, mate. I would certainly I think we'll all agree that we we haven't we haven't solved the number six position yet. I think if anything, we'll all agree on that one. And uh these links to Andre make sense because that position's open. No, but Chechich isn't there just yet, though, is he, mate? Not yet. Um, obviously, when Stefan's back available, you know, that's that's very much an option for Jurgen. Trent's been better defensively. Look, Trent's... Uh, I, I don't want to do anything with Trent other than leave him in the role he's in. You know, I, I heard people talk about moving him into midfield or whatever. Just leave him there. You know, if we have a right-back or a right-centre-back in Ibu who can come across and cover, and we have Mohamed Salah who's willing to track back like he does, I, I don't mind having Trent where he is at the moment. 
leave him there. You know, he drifts into the middle, impacts the games from there, utilizes his full range of passing. So for me, yeah, Trent's ground where he is. Uh, Doak is back, mate. Doak is back. He's he was in the match day squad yesterday. Um, he'd been training, I think, four or five days. So I do think we will see. I'll be surprised if we don't see Doak play some part against Toulouse away on Thursday. Trent got overrun time and time again. In which position? Because if we're talking about in midfield. Well, it's not his job to really defensively stop anything. Trent is only that second six really in possession. He drops into the quarterback kind of role. Um, out of possession, he's supposed to drop back into defence. Any news on Andre? Yeah, we spoke earlier on, Victor, about a couple of stories today. Fabrizio Romano said he remains on Liverpool's list and other clubs are interested. Then there was a, a post that said came from Brazil that said... Um, Liverpool had representatives at the Copa Libertadores to watch Andre and they were impressed with what they've seen. They said Fluminense expect an offer of about £30 million and there's also interest from Fulham and Arsenal uh, as well as I think maybe West Ham. But that's where we're at with that. Look, I honestly feel if Liverpool want Andre, Liverpool will get Andre. That's where I where I am with that. What's the story with Andy Robinson, Robert, Robbo, um, he's out for, it was 10 to 12 weeks, so I would say probably don't think about Robbo till 2024, to the start of, of next year, um, which is only, what, eight weeks away now, so hopefully we'll have Robbo back um, at the turn of the year. Would I move Chimicus on? You know, John, I would, mate, I would. When Robbo comes back, I'd look to get in a versatile fullback that can cover on right, right back and left back. And yeah, I would, mate. You know, Costa signed a new deal at the club, so I don't know if that was to protect his value or because the club genuinely see him as a long-term option. But my my answer to the question is simple. I ask myself, can I see Costa Simicus replacing Andy Robertson down the line long-term? And the answer to that is no. And if the answer to that is no then we need to bring in a left back at some point. So whether it's in a year or two when Robbo's getting towards the end of his time at Liverpool or when his legs start to go a bit or whether it's now. But I'll be honest about it. If an offer came in and Liverpool had a left back or a full back lined up, I wouldn't be against it. But Costas is a, he's a really likeable guy. Like You can tell how much he loves being at Liverpool. Um, he, he seems to be really well and highly regarded in the squad and he, he's, he's a I'm sure he's a pleasure to have around he just seems like a lovely lovely guy but I just I don't see I don't see him being the long term answer uh, Samu said Chimicus is not exploiting Robbo's absence I mean I think that's very true you would have wanted him to try and grasp this opportunity with both hands. And um, like you said, I don't feel he's doing that. Look, I better go because I've got to get over the top of the league for the watch along of the uh, Spurs game against Chelsea. I will be over there in two minutes time. So if you'd like to join us, you know what to do. You can click the link at the top of the chat there now. Or you can scan that QR code on the screen in the bottom right hand corner. And that will bring you across the top of the league. Tomorrow I will be back here at half past eight. On top of the league tomorrow. Adam will be doing a watch along of the Borussia Dortmund Newcastle game. That's a 5.45pm kick off. So uh, yeah I hope to see you over there in a couple of minutes. We can continue these conversations. And of course watch a very good game of football. Uh, thank you for your time as always. Don't forget to drop a like on the video. Hit that subscribe button. And uh, yeah, have yourselves a lovely evening. See you in a couple of minutes. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.